Well, welcome to the last part of a series that we've called Sync. If you're here for the first time today, you need to know in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I hope through this series, if, even if you're here for the first time, you need to know that God does have a plan for your life. And he wants you to know what that plan is. And when we don't discover God's plan for our life, it causes us to live a life that's just not quite right. It's just a little out of sync. Things don't feel right relationally and and emotionally and spiritually. And if you're one of those people who go through life thinking, does it get any better than this? And is this all there is? And why can't I just feel that groove that I really want to feel in life? It's because you haven't yet found out how to get synced up with God's plan for your life. And there are several things that, that we've observed over the last several weeks that you can see in people who live a life that's synced up. Live a life that when difficulties come their way, they seem to kind of just be not okay with it, but somehow have a peace through it. That somehow they know who they are and they just get that and they know their limitations and they know their gifts and they're content with that and they, they live within that. Those, that's what people do who are in sync with God's plan for their life. And we have shared with you several things, principles, awarenesses you can have in your life that help you move from being out of sync to in sync. Because people who live in sync with God's plan, they know where to go when difficulties come. They know what a weapon that prayer is, just presenting my heart and my requests and my, my praise to God from me to him through prayer. People who are in sync know that when, when they need advice, when something comes up in life, it's like, what do I do next? They know that they can open this book and they can read and they can be invited into the story of God played out in their life, found in the God-inspired word of the scriptures. And people who live a life in sync, they, they have discovered who they are. They have discovered how God made them. And they found that sweet spot in life that matches up passions and opportunity and action. And when they do that, life just starts to really make more sense. And people who are in sync have discovered that relationships are where it's at. That relationships, family, friends, spiritual relationships are above everything when it makes life when when you insert healthy relationships into your life and work towards them life is not meant to be lived alone faith is not meant to be experienced alone it's meant to be experienced in the context of relationship and our goal throughout this whole series, even if you're just checking it out for the first time today, has been how can we get as many people as possible to stop living a life out of sync and start to insert 
and have some of those disciplines or practices or the awareness of who they are into their life in such a way that it's just, it just becomes natural and then they live a life that's in sync. I have to confess something to you today. I have to confess that before Cinda and I were even married, I didn't think we were going to make it. And there was a time, this one episode that I thought, this is it. It was just trouble with a capital T. And it all revolved around one weekend. We, I decided to go home with her to her parents' house, and we pulled up, and her folks had gotten her this little car for, I don't remember his birthday, just, hey, we got you a car, whatever. And, and there were balloons on it and all that. But the car was, it was a five-speed. And as a boyfriend, it was my job to teach my wife, or my girlfriend at the time, how to drive a five-speed. So we get in the car, and she wants to go to this hill. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can do this, no problem. She thought she could do it. And, and so we get on this hill, and, and I'm trying to explain just the right amount of releasing on the clutch, just the right amount of pressure on the gas. And when those sync up, man, you just the car goes, but it, it didn't do it. It was like boom, boom, boom. And then, you know, and I just try it again, try it again, boom, and it just jerked. Try it again, jerk, try it again. You know, the engine going, wah, and then the car just stopping and having to start it again. And then there all, wasn't long ago, there were tears, and then she was crying too, and we were, we were trying to, I was sitting there thinking, are we, are we going to make it through this? But it wasn't long until she got it. It wasn't that day. But the next day, she drove the car back to school, so she got it, and it wasn't long. And if you've learned to drive a stick shift at some point in your life, you don't continually just think about, okay, right amount of pressure on the clutch, let off just at the right time, right amount of pressure on the, on the gas. We don't want to let off at the brake at just the right time. Hopefully, nobody pulls up behind me, so I don't back into them. I hope I got it in the right gear. It's not first, it's reverse. Oh, no. You don't go through the day thinking that when you're driving down the road. It's not long until... You just start to do it. It just becomes natural. It's something that you don't even think about how to sync up your left foot, your right foot, your, your, your eyes, your hands, your, the gas pedal. You don't even think about that. It just happens. And I hope that every person who's listened and gone through this journey of self-discovery that When difficult things come into your life, it's not, what do I do? It's just nature to pray. It's just nature to open up God's word and start to read it to where you don't have to say, okay, how do I do this again? All right, okay, he said that the Bible is inspired and the New Testament, all the red words, that's Jesus' words, and I got to go. I hope you're not doing that every single time. I hope it becomes something in your life that just happens. And the time that you need need to spend building relationships in your family, friends, in your church, you don't have to think about that. It just becomes as natural as driving a stick shift after you learn how to do it. Now, for a while, I mean, four weeks is not going to cut it. It's going to take a while. For a while, you're going to have to think, okay, this is my prayer time. I got to section this off, but it won't be long. It just becomes a natural part of your life. I know people who going a day without reading God's word and praying would be as unnatural as going a day without drinking water or eating or sleeping. It's just second nature to them. And I hope everybody 
takes that challenge and makes those things. And if you are here for the first time, go back and listen to the MP3s. Go to iTunes, type in LifePoint Church, and that'll come up. And you just, just go listen to them about how you can get your life in sync. If you didn't have an opportunity over the past several weeks to go to lifepointchurch.com slash me and go through that self-discovery tool that we bought for the whole church, for any person, if you haven't taken it, go take it today. If you're here for the first time, go to that website, lifepointchurch.com slash me, and take it. It's free. It's our gift to you to help you discover how God made you. It talks about your personality and then when you accept Christ, the gifts he gives into your life, the way, you, the way you lead, the way God wired you up to lead other people, then you can share your skills with the church and make a difference. Those, all those things will help you get in sync, and hopefully it becomes natural. Because there's a part of our faith that if we never get there, we'll never really have the faith the Bible talks about. And it's, it's the part of our faith that's the do part. I, mean, I can say I pray, I can say I read my Bible, I can actually do that. I can say I understand how God made me, but if I don't move away from thinking and talking about it to actually doing something with it, my faith never really takes off. If I never move it beyond the seats on Sunday morning, it never really takes off. You, you can come to our church and, I mean, we do some cool stuff. We play funny videos present messages to you that are relevant to where you live today, play some really rocking, great music, do some fun stuff. But behind all that, or really over all that, is LifePoint Church is a spiritual family that wants to help people connect with God. Those are our methods now. Those could change. But at the core of everything is we want to help people connect with God. So spiritual families, and you're here today and you're at least considering being part of our spiritual family or you've already made that decision that you are, sometimes we just got to talk about some stuff. And today I want to talk about the doing part because you'll never be in sync if you don't get from let's just theorize about it and give some methods. It's got to move into the practical, the do part. In James chapter 2 in the New Testament, he says, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by what I do. So in a spiritual family, in the church, there's this doing part that shows our faith. In our relationship with God, it's more than just words and mental assent. There's this part that we show our appreciation And our gratitude for what God has done for us by doing something. And I don't mean just showing up at church like, well, I got up at 6.30. Well, I'm sitting in here. And is that not doing something? That's not what I'm talking about. James would say real faith is faith that you don't just talk about. It's faith that you can see. You can see it in the way people approach life. You can see it in the way they arrange their family time. You can see it in the way they speak. You can see it in the way they just live and serve and approach life. That's what James would say. If somebody says, I have faith, he would say, he would say, show me. Show me the faith. Now, that showing God is not to say, God, love me because I'm, I'm showing you how to. 
I'm showing you that you should love me. God, I'm showing you that I'm worthy. That's not what it's all about. God's love, God's acceptance, God's salvation is given to us free and independent of our ability to do things. It's free. The Bible actually says that in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. It says, For it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. And this, not from yourselves, it's a gift of God, not by work, so that no one can boast. For we're God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God says, you're saved, you're accepted, you accept Christ, I mean, you're in. But I've prepared some things for you to do. And that is when your faith really starts to make a difference in the world, is when you start to do. And the reason we provided those those online assessments and said, let's make sure everybody in our church can go to that lifepointchurch.com slash me and, and look at how God wired them up and look at how God gifted them. The reason we did that is because when you match passions with a task, all of a sudden obligations turn into opportunities. And it's no longer, well, i got to do this. You know, it becomes an opportunity to express your love to God through the way he gifted you. And when you discover how God made you and kind of how he wired you up and how he gifted you, all of a sudden you see all these opportunities to make a difference with your personality and your gifts. I cannot count the amount of people that either emailed or came up to me and said, wow, I went online, I did that, it it blew me away. And people are already starting to say, I want to do this because it's how I'm gifted. I want to do that because it's how I'm gifted. And and we're seeing new ways of helping people connect with God right here at our church because people in our church, part of our spiritual family said, here's a place I can make a difference because I know it's how God made me. See, we're not all gifted to do everything. Have you all figured that out? Have you figured out that some people just not, you know, don't do that. You know, don't, just let somebody else do that. But when we find that area, man, it makes a difference. I read a lot from a guy called Marcus Buckingham. He's just a business, uh, business motivator. But he's got, this, he's got this idea that, and this is scriptural. He doesn't know that, but it is. This is scriptural that, if you work in the area of your strength, he's got a book called Go Put Your Strengths to Work. Anybody ever seen that book? It's a powerful book. Doesn't quote a lot of doesn't quote any scripture, but it talks about just what Jesus would want us to know. That we each have a gift that God has given us. And when we put our strengths to work, we make a difference in the world. Just in the last several months, I I have put some of that to practice in my life, in my family's life. When our kids bring home their report cards, last time I got my youngest and I said, Abby, why'd you get an A in that subject? And she proceeded to tell me all the reasons why she got an A. Well, this and this and I like this and the teacher's really nice and cool and funny and she does it. And so she lists all the reasons she had an A. Really what she was listing was, these are the things that match up with my gifts so I'm really good at it. Now, why did you not get an A in that subject? Well, and so you list all those things. So in the sixth grade, she's starting to figure out, here are the areas where I'm gifted. Here are the areas where I'm not. I can't can't be perfect in everything. 
So traditional wisdom is, well, forget that one you're really good at, and let's focus on this one you're bad at, and just, just let's try really hard for you to do something you're not good at, and that'll help you get through life. That doesn't make sense, does it? How about let's focus where you're good and where you, you, you just feel like this is the way, what God created me to do, and you still got to do the other stuff. You just got to do stuff in life that you don't like. I mean, I, I got through college, and I hated math. So, you know, I just arranged my major around that so, so I didn't have to take the very difficult stuff because it's just not my thing. So in life, there are things that God just created you to do and to fill you up. And that's what we've been trying to help you to discover. So when you get to the do part of your faith, it doesn't feel like, oh gosh, what an obligation. What a weight. What a headache to have to do this or do that. When you get to the do part and you're doing in the, in the area where God gifted you, all of a sudden it's like, I get to do this, not I have to do this. A couple facts about your gifts. God gave us gifts to use for his church. Romans chapter 12, it says, In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. And the list goes on and on. And what the Apostle Paul is trying to say in Romans 12 is not that these are all the gifts, but you all have gifts and go use them with all the diligence because when you do, you will make a difference in God's church, in your family, and in the world. We don't create and maintain an organization called LifePoint Church because we need you to fill up slots. And we need you to come and do this and do this and do and this in the community and do that on Sunday morning. We're trying to create an environment where you can use your gift, you can connect with God, and you can grow. It's never just to fill up a slot. When I use my gifts, I will grow. And probably, maybe even half of the people in this room right now, you know that. A couple hundred people at our church, both sites, they know that when they use their gifts for a task that may seem crazy to some people, like, oh my gosh, how do you get, how are you fulfilled by helping set that stage up on Sunday morning? How does that work? I would rather sleep. Well, don't get on the setup team if you like to sleep in because it's not going to work. But our goal is to help people get in those environments like so many have. And you work in an area where they really use their gift and make a difference. And many of you give many hours. But for those of you who don't, for those of you who have continued, now if you're here for the first few times, you get a pass. Okay? You, you get the free pass. We should have handed them out on the way in because you need to check us out. You need to find out, is this the place that I really can connect with God and grow? I hope it is. But after you're sitting there a while, I hope I say things that make you go, man, that was uncomfortable. That made me feel like, gosh, I felt a little like I need to do something. I, that's my goal. If you're past that initial courting stage for the church family, 
I hope you feel uncomfortable when I talk about what I'm about to talk about. Because if we just feel comfortable all the time, we never grow, right? So you got to feel a little bit... So for those of you who aren't part of those people, when I said using their gifts, growing, connecting with God through service, I'm talking to you. And maybe for those of you who work really hard to help us make a difference in the community and you just don't feel fulfilled by it, let us help you get in an area where you do. Today you have an opportunity. We're gonna, we, I couldn't figure out any better way to do what we're about to do. I mean, it's, it's kind of different. Different what stuff we've done before, but I just could not figure out another way. So, so we're going to do something in just a minute that's going to help you determine how you can use your gifts. And because we're a spiritual family, I can just say, okay, there's times I just, we just have to do things a little bit different. And it's not just a lecture and I'm talking to you and, and I say, see you next week. We've got to interact a little bit. We've got to talk a little bit. We've got to you know, have some stuff that we do in here because this is when we meet. This is when the spiritual family called LifePoint Church gets together. And you're going to have an opportunity in just a minute to say, this is the area where I believe God has gifted me and where I can grow. And even if you're here for the first time, this will still make sense to you and you can still participate. But if, if us investing in you and saying, we're going to pay whatever it costs, and you can go online and you can take those assessments and that's all free. That wasn't free to our church budget. That was free to you. And we're going to put time and effort and energy into helping people discover who they are. But don't let that motivate you. Be motivated by the fact that God created you with a plan, with a purpose, and with gifts to make a difference. Let that motivate you. So here's what we're going to do. In just a couple of minutes, there's going to be a sheet like this. Come down the aisle. It's going to take about, at the most, absolute most, if I talk a lot, it's going to take at the most 10 minutes. So we're going to go just just a couple minutes over. That's okay. We always fix it by second service. This sheet is going to go around. And the ushers are going to bring it down in just a minute. And you're going to have an opportunity to say, you know, I took this. And if you didn't take it, I'm going to explain what it is. So you can say, well, that sounds like me. But this is worth every minute in the service to do this. So if you took the lifepointchurch.com slash me, the assess me profiles, Hopefully you remember what you were. If not, maybe it'll jog your memory. But it comes back and it gives you four different things. It gives you three and then you input on one. It gives you your personality style, your grace gift or your spiritual gift, your leadership style, and then a place where you can give input on, well, hey, I'm really good at uh, you know, hammers and nails or you know, whatever. I'm good at this. I just wanted you to know. We're just going to talk about two of those things today. One is the personality because that's how God created you. Your personality never changes through life. Stay the same. The other one is your spiritual gift, what he gives you when you give your life, your heart, and say, I want to be a follower of Christ. God, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you, and you then possess a spiritual gift that's lined up with the personality that God created you with. So here's how this is going to work. Rob's going to go out and turn some, there's some brighter lights where y'all can see a little bit better. So for people over 40, you're in good shape. Don't worry, you'll be able to see the piece of paper when it comes around. I've got a big bright light. I can see it. And on one side, it's got grace gift, the top. I'm going to give it to you now because you'll read it and not listen to me. Isn't that how teachers, isn't that the way you're supposed to do it? I'm going to give it to you now because you'll read through this and go, what did he say? I didn't hear what he said. I was reading this. 
bottom right-hand corner, there's a gray box. In that gray box, we want you to put your name and then your email address. If you don't have an email address, get one, put it in there, uh, you know, because that's the way we're going to communicate with you. And then you just answer a few questions. I've completed the assess me questionnaire, my personality, and my grace gift. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through them really fast, and it might jog your memory. If you don't remember, uh, maybe you will when you see it, or you just put, geez, I don't know, but I would like to do this. I've not completed it, but my best guess is this is my gift. And then there's four boxes that you can check. I'm already serving at LifePoint. I believe I'm in the right spot. I'm currently serving. That's not right. It's not right for me. Help me make a transition. I indicate where on this card. I'm not currently serving, but would like to put my gifts and personality to use in areas indicated on this card. And then, because this was made up by people, we might have left something off. There may be something on here like, wow, if this was on here, I would do it. If you feel led to serve in an area that we didn't list on here, just write it in there and say, I want to do, you know, you don't have anybody on there to do this, and I would like to do this. So, here we go. We're going to start with the e-personality. And these will come up on the screen. I'm just going to read the sentence that goes with it, okay? First one, adjutant. If these these, uh, sentences describe you, this is what you are. Let me support tangible projects that help others by working to address issues requiring attention to detail. I need a lot of those people in my life. Analyzer, let me improve the effectiveness of our present ministry. Artisan, let me build practical things for programs to help our things or programs to help our ministry. Creator, let me invent new and better ways to extend our impact. Designer, let me create a blueprint for new ministry development. Disseminator, let me tell you about the great things God is doing. Evangelist, let me promote what's new. Fraternal leader, let me build a band of brothers or sisters. Guide, let me help people grow spiritually. Minister, let me protect people from God's harm. Overseer, let me plan and make. Is there a typo? What did I do? I'm still not with you. What did I do? Oh, protect people, protect God's people from harm. Got it. When I have to read, it messes things up. No, 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 no. Show me your personality right now. Yeah. Okay. Overseer. Let me plan and manage projects and teams. Planner. Let me create an effective and innovative strategic plan and help it become a reality. Protagonist. Let me gather people for a social or ministry event. Reconciler. Let me heal broken relationships between people and between God and his people. Servant, let me make sure everyone has what they need to succeed. And then super leader is basically, let me take charge of leaders. Let me lead leaders. Super leader is a leader, the the person, man or woman who leads leaders. Now, what we're going to do when these sheets come around, we're going to leave this up here. And ushers, if you could just come on down, start at the front and start passing those sheets out. We're going to leave this up here before we do the the next part, the back part. And you're going to mark which one of these you are. Now, I know you, now last week at our other site, we got some of these back and people marked several personalities. That is a disorder that, that you can, you can get help with. Okay. So when you're looking at it, mark one personality. And even if you're like, Oh, it could be, this could be that just pick one. And if you feel like you have to pick more than one, Rob Perry is in the office 
you know, through the week you go talk to him. So pick one of these. And then beside of it, there are areas in our church where you can serve. Now, some of these you may not know. Well, what does this mean? And this, we're like almost in Sunday school here. If, that, if there's one you don't know what it means, raise your hand and say, hey, I don't know what this means. We didn't have room to put every definition of everything on there. There's one on there that I know everybody's going to want to know if you don't know what it is. It's called mountain group. Just so you know, a mountain group is a group of two or three people that meet together to study God's word for a year just a group of men or a group of women, and you just get to know each other, share your life, and help each other grow in Christ. That's what a mountain group is. So if that's in your area and you think, wow, that looks really cool, I'd like to, I'd like to take leadership and make one of those happen, that's what a mountain group is. If you don't know what anything else is, um, just let me know, and I'll, I'll look at some of these on here as you're filling them out. Uh, care team, that's people who do just that, care for people in need at our church, whether it's babies being born, sickness in the family, people need help, whatever. Um, That's part of the care team. So just take a minute, and Joel will come down and play a little bit if he can hear me. And and, um, we'll fill that first side out, and then after like two more minutes, we'll flip it over to the other side, and then we'll almost be done. But I just want to close out this series, this service in this series by saying that if you look at this and you still think, gosh, I'm just not sure, any of the pastors on our staff would love to sit down with you and help you talk about the best place for you to plug in and the best place for you to serve. If you didn't find it on here or you've tried and it just didn't work for you, just come and talk to us and we'll sit down with you and, and open up God's word and talk about your giftedness and the best places you can get plugged in. We will take the time, if you, a phone call, a meeting at our office, coffee shop, whatever, we'll sit with you and help you determine the best place to get plugged in so you can be in sync. Because our goal is, throughout this whole series, that is that being in sync with God becomes a natural part of your life. You being who God created you to be And it becoming as natural as driving a stick shift after you figure out how to do it. That you don't really have to think about it. It just happens because it's part of habits that you developed and an awareness that you live with that God created you gifted. May you take what you've learned in this series and live a life in sync with the plan that God has for you. Let's pray. God, thank you for the way you gifted each of us to do the things that we do. And Father, may May each person in this room, whether it's right here at LifePoint or somewhere else in the world, may they plug into a place where they can use their gifts to make a difference. I pray this in Jesus' name.